Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Pete Sweeney. 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 Our Chiefs Insider, Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. What's up, Pete? Good morning, guys. Glad you were were willing to welcome on the big dog of 610 Sports Radio. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's what we do. We, we only have the big dogs allowed on, on this show. Uh, nice, nice pick in the player draft. I understand you wanted Jalen Hurts, it sounded like, and uh, they wouldn't let you have him. No, I think I ended up okay. I, I was crunching the numbers all morning, and then I, I just ended up scratching the numbers all together and was <laughs> pulled up Super Bowl MVP odds. There and you go. I, got, I got the favorite there as far as skill guys go in CMC. And then I had to go get who Brett Veach calls the best wide receiver on the Chiefs and Tony. So first right. and last pick, I feel pretty good. I like it. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Is there a draft or something? Oh, oh. Hmm. I don't, you think that hmm. Cody you know? would have more huh. respect for such a prestigious tournament that yeah, we he, have each and I every year? I won it last year. year. Yeah, he won it last year. Now he's acting like it doesn't exist. Well, here's the thing. Wow. Uh, I very clearly read through the rules. I was very diligent. And I found an angle that I thought I could take advantage of, which I thought was more in, more than in line of the rules. And then nobody complained. When I made the first, when I made the trade and said, I'm going to have these three picks, nobody said, you can't have three picks. Everyone just moved on about their day. And then when it came to me actually making the picks, that's when they tried to change their mind. I thought that that was unfair. I wasn't in the actual room, but when you were making your grand gesture and announcement, I, I felt like I thought I heard it was two for two. And so I don't think I, I mean, I didn't realize until you were trying to pick three picks that you had suddenly had three picks. Nick was willing uh, and, to take a chance. Knowing, knowing Bob and, and Carrington, you had to know you weren't going to get, get through it with three players. Why can't I try? They were trying to actually break rules that existed via the text that you can't take a quarterback, but I can't try to like do something inside the rules. This feels like having a mulligan in, in, in between or something. Something that is so <laughs> instilled that you wouldn't try to change the rule, uh, rules. You you went around your way to, to try to do it, and I yeah. I don't think you're you're alone in, in being guilty here. I I think Nick is, is a bystander here and an, a, an accessory, and I, I think you both should just put money in the pot. I like after all this, Nick ended up with the number two pick. Even though I didn't even take Wait. a team and nobody took Austin Eckler now. First off, I didn't know there was a group chat. And second off, I oh, also you've known there's a group I've chat. also withdrawn from 
on the touchdown pass. <laughs> I want to make that official. I have officially withdrawn. So neither of you can possibly win anyway because <sighs> you're not putting money in. So you're out. We're in together. It's a, it's a teamwork. Pete, I guess let's ask I about like, the – go ahead. No, I like that Diggs and Eckler are now out of the field. I feel like my chances yeah. have just increased lately. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the team on the field. I don't think it's fair that the Chiefs' pass rush doesn't get included with some of the other great pass rush in the NFL. Keep the Eagles out of it, Pete. But don't they deserve to be treated like one of the top five pass rush teams in the league, therefore counting on it in the postseason? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's pass rush. Or maybe it's the terminology that, that is getting you a little bit when it, when it comes to getting, I guess, pressure on the quarterback from anywhere throughout the defense. I, I think they're certainly in that. I, I think if there's any complaint about the Chiefs and, and what would be considered like the classic pass rush is that much of it comes from the second and third levels where you have Steve Spagnuolo on the side. Now, I guess technically speaking, that's still pass rush, but I think the problem you're running into is when people talk about pass rush in the league, they're thinking about defensive linemen. And sure, the, the Chiefs have Chris Jones, I think, who is elite there. I think George Karloff is, is nationally an unknown name who I think a lot of people are going to know about as the playoffs roll along and then certainly next year. But I, I think a lot of those sacks and those QB pressures came from these these blitzes. And so it, it doesn't necessarily get lumped in with the rest of the league. Maybe it should. You know, maybe maybe that should be a thing where you are regarding the entire defense as as getting that pass rush credit. But I think that's probably the disconnect. For me, Pete, part of it is the you know quarterbacks we believe the Chiefs are going to have to go through to get to a Super Bowl. We, we all think it's going to be Josh Allen or Burrow at some point in order to get to an AFC title game or to get to a Super Bowl, I should say. And we know they've struggled to get sacks against both of those quarterbacks and get some of the elite quarterbacks. And for me, that's a little bit of the hangup. Yeah. I think the big one is Joe Burrow. You know, I know that the pressure hasn't necessarily been there on Allen, but you've just been able to see Mahomes outduel him. And there, there isn't like that boogeyman factor for the chiefs when it comes to the, the Buffalo bills, they've been in it in every game with the bills. You know, this, this last one too, with the turnovers and, I just think if the Chiefs play a clean game, they, they can. They know they can beat the Bills. It has been a, a lack of pressure on Joe Burrow, and it, it, it's hard to really make a ton of sense of it because there's other teams around the league, and nearly almost every other team seems to be able to get pressure on Joe Burrow, but the Chiefs do struggle with that. And so I, I think if you were to see the Bengals in an eventual playoff game, which I tend to expect. I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to jump ahead too much here, but I really like the Bengals to advance to – the AFC title game against the Chiefs where you, you might get an opportunity to have that rematch and, and see, okay, we can get Joe Burrow down. You do that early, and then all of a sudden I, I think it's one of those floodgate things. Like Justin Reed was talking about how turnovers may, may come in bunches. I feel like if you can just get Joe Burrow down early, you're going to feel a lot different about that whole game. Pete, when you look at so the way the, the Joe mixing comments and the big dog stuff, like I understand why Chiefs fans would look at that and be like, this is unfair. But then I was thinking about how they got to the Super Bowl last year. And I feel like now that I'm seeing the Chiefs path, I'm feeling like Cincinnati got a little bit lucky last year. And, and let me just tell you why exactly. They didn't have to face both Buffalo and Kansas City. To me, the Chiefs' biggest advantage out of any of this this year, not matchup, not quarterback, is that they don't have to face both. I feel like any team that doesn't have to face both is the team I'm going to assume gets to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I, I just I, – I, this is a general idea about I, the postseason 
this weekend. Like, I understand the quarterback situations, Miami and Buffalo, and I understand, uh, you know, Cincinnati and Baltimore where it's seeming like it's going to be Huntley instead of Jackson. And so it definitely changes the game. Uh, but even on the other side where you have Geno Smith, and I understand that it is Geno Smith, but he is a pro bowler. He's coming off the best year of his career. Uh, and he's facing a rookie. And, and yet that other team is the, the Niners. Are, are a lot of people are behind them. These are three division games in the NFL playoffs. I, the idea that these games, and Al, I'm going to use an Al term here, are going to go scratch to me feels a little impossible. And so I, I just wonder which division team is able to pull off the stunning upset because I think we're, we'll look at the end of this weekend and at least you're going to see one. And that might be against Buffalo or Cincinnati. Like, I, would it completely shock you if the Ravens were able to beat their division foe um, just, just given that Huntley has had some of that experience? Would it shock be- you if the Seahawks pulled it off? No, I, I, and so I just think there's a lot of assuming going on. And, and I think that extends to the Chiefs and the Bills fan bases. Uh, and this is, you know, a little bit of the product of the situation. So it's hard to blame Chiefs fans or Bills fans. There's a lot of talk about where the Chiefs and Bills are going to play their AFC title game. It's like, man, we haven't played a, a single down of the playoffs yet. I, I just think that's just an ultimate, ultimate motivating factor. I think you see an upset in one of these division games, even regardless of the quarterback. Yeah, don't be dreaming of those wings at Magic City yet, Pete. We got some work to do. We're talking to Pete Sweeney, <laughs> our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride. Uh, we just saw as we're talking to you that Mike Williams is ruled out for this game for the Chargers against the Jags, which we could spend quite some time talking about that decision-making process from Brandon Staley last week. But doesn't it also just bring the light once again, the reminder of how important coaching is going to be in this postseason and another leg up the Chiefs do have on the competition. And certainly I think everybody has just about on Brandon Staley this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have as much confidence in the Chargers is seemingly the betting markets do, and really I think the national heads do this weekend. I really like the Jaguars at home. I don't think the Jaguars are getting enough respect for what was a really, if you watched that game last weekend, you know, essentially a playoff game. I didn't realize Jacksonville cared that much. I mean, that place was rocking. And, I, you know, that's going to be the same thing this weekend. I certainly think Jacksonville has a huge home field advantage over what would be L.A. I don't really expect a lot of Chargers fans uh, who don't even go to their home games to travel to, to Jacksonville <laughs> right. to go watch this thing. And so I, I think the home field advantage is going to be there. They're a little bit healthier. I think Trevor Lawrence had a bad week last week, but he's largely been really, really good toward the end of the season. So if you're just able to curb Bosa, who is not going to be 100% healthy, it's like, what are we looking at? I think it's a lot more of this team's been there, so if we feel easy. It's going to be easy to pick them. I think the Chargers are always a hot team. People want to see Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley and that whole crew advance for a change. But I just think Jacksonville is primed to play spoilers as a, a slight home underdog. And coaching is going to be huge. And I, I, I don't think we're given enough credit to just playoff experience either. Just the idea that you're right. You know, Staley has been able to break through. But this is a Super Bowl winning head coach on the other side. And we know him well from Kansas City, right? Like he got it done before Andy Reid did somehow. Like almost, you know, seemingly by a miracle with a backup. And now he has a, an up and coming quarterback who's playing like a top 10 guy toward the end of the year. Man, I, I really like the Jaguars in that Saturday night, though. I just feel like the rest of the AFC is going to have to mail it in for a few years and just go, like, go big every year at quarterback in the draft because otherwise it feels like Herbert, Lawrence, Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes, that's five of every seven playoff teams every year for the foreseeable future. 
Yeah, like I, I know what's going on with this Lamar situation. Can Lamar like just go to the NFC? Just get one of these guys out of there where yeah. you know, you're not having to, to play these former MVPs each and every way. But yeah, no, it it's it's tough. I mean, I I think there are going to be years where these guys cost each other Super Bowl trips. Uh, and if they had been in the NFC, you know, they they may, may have a different story. Like I just think about uh, Peyton Manning and just being there with Tom Brady. If if he had not played for the Indianapolis Colts and was in the NFC all the, those years, not having to play Tom Brady, wouldn't we have gotten a lot of yes. Manning bring Super Bowls? And it feels like that times maybe three or even four, just depending on how you how you do feel about Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson. And so, yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, but it's going to be fun to watch in the AFC. We just might get a bunch of Super Bowls that feel like the, the they should have been the the game to get to the Super Bowl in the next uh, five to ten years or so. Pete, I'm assuming you're going to do this up at Arrowhead Pride, but what's your guess for the final four teams standing and who's going to play in the Super Bowl? Oh my God, I'm I had I made a preseason pick, uh, and I I don't feel as confident about it, um, but I'm sticking with it anyway. I am I'm going with the the uh, the Chiefs, and uh, I'm going with the Bengals on the AFC side, and I'm going with the Eagles, and I'm sticking with my NFC winner. And you could read it on my Twitter profile since the the night the season started, the Minnesota Vikings. All right. <laughs> Hey, we're going to get the Chiefs and the Vikings uh, in the Super Bowl in the year of Len Dawson. I'm sticking with my preseason. I don't hate it. Prediction. I don't hate it. I think the Vikings are something like 30 to 1, 28 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And you could set yourself up pretty nice there if uh, a nice head job. I'll, I'll give you a, a, an odd I looked up this morning plus 6,000 Chiefs over the Vikings right now. Yeah, that's good. I, I so I have Chiefs Cowboys, Chiefs over the Cowboys, twenty eight to one. So I no, that's I, pretty good. The forecast, the Super Bowl forecast bets are kind of fun. So appreciate it, Pete. We'll check you next week, man. All right, guys. There you go, Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider, the editor in chief over at Arrowhead Pride. He joins us every Friday, and of course, Arrowhead Pride Radio on Wednesday night. It's, uh, him in uh, Dusty Likens. And, of course, Arrowhead Pride all the time whenever you want. Check out the great content. I hear they also have some writer named Nick Schwartz that does some stuff for them as well. What's the last thing you wrote over there? Uh, I don't remember. Something last week. Um, Nothing this week. Now it's you're taking week. a bite. You're taking the week off. He gives most of the writers a bye week. Wow. Uh, Aaron Ladd, when he was in uh, a couple weeks ago, he commented, he commented that I'm one of the higher volume writers i'm i'm really? right I'm, I'm usually writing two three I mean, times aaron a week. does aaron's got his own show uh him and and mark right to do the show there for Eric, coast to coast or whatever for yeah yeah, yeah. yeah uh yeah. yeah um i don't yeah i don't remember i don't remember but it was good it was I'm really <laughs> good just so good huh yeah, Mike, it was just like incredible. Back to the Mike Williams thing for a minute. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. What? It, by the way, it's 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 the culmination of the entire year of the way he talked about it too. It's the same thing we just talked about in the preseason. He's like, "I'm never playing any of these games. This is a meaningless football game. I would never." Then he played Mike Williams in a meaningless football game and got him injured. And then yesterday had the audacity to say, "Practice isn't important. Rest is what we care about." I'm like, "Are you serious?" How could you say that after you just played him in a game that he got hurt? They're losing. The Chargers chartered. It already happened. It's not an in-game chartering. It is. Well, it was, but now it doesn't matter. He's going to miss the game, and they're going to lose to Jacksonville. And it's because, and it might not be just solely this. They could have lost the game even if Mike Williams yeah, played. Yeah, before the news came out. But I this think decision the is idiotic. This decision was idiotic. It made it's, no uh, sense. The coaching in the AFC West this season outside of 
Andy Reid stunk. Yeah, Hackett co- was awful. Staley struggled, and then we know how it went with the Raiders. It's coaching malpractice from Brandon Staley. You know, I, we we a couple weeks ago had C Dot in studio. We were talking about you know if you're the Chargers, if you knew you could get Sean Payton, would you fire Brandon Staley? I you know I think that's still not how things work typically. But I'll, I'll admit a decision like this that costs you your best or second best wide receiver is coaching malpractice. It's enough. To, to me, where that if you lose to the Jags, the seat does get warm. The seat gets very warm. Um, this is inexcusable. When you're talking about putting players in a bad spot, talking about their health, with a franchise that's already had a long history of issues in terms of getting guys healthy or staying healthy. So I, I think it's absolutely uh, a worthwhile conversation if they were to lose uh, more so because of this. This is actually a bigger deal to me than some of the other stuff. The fact that you weren't yes. able to manage the roster to keep somebody healthy when you had every opportunity to, and now he's not going to be available for your biggest game of the season. You also couldn't even learn in the moment. As a reminder, Mike Williams, so like he played him, bad decision. Mike Williams then got hurt in the game. Bad decision. You know it's bad, right? Oh my God, I played this guy and he got hurt. Keenan Allen was still catching passes from Chase Daniel in the fourth quarter. So it's like even in the moment, Gold, he didn't realize the error of his ways. He saw a guy get hurt who mattered to his chances in the postseason, and he let Keenan Allen, a player who had been hurt at times over the last couple of years, like continue to play in the game. Like It just doesn't make any sense. If the Jags win, of course, they're the fourth seed. Barring another upset, that would mean Jacksonville would be coming to Kansas City for the second time this season. Most likely, again, barring some. I said, unless yeah, there's an upset. Yeah, yeah. Unless, Cincinnati or, unless Cincinnati or Buffalo lost. Sean uh, Barber makes it sound like he thinks Miami's winning. Skyler yeah. Thompson, he thinks the local kid, and by the way, confirmed via Binkley that he was a Simone Award winner, finalist or whatever. There you go. The, yeah, and someone Skyler earlier Thompson. was upset that we kept calling him local kid. They said he's in Manhattan. Okay, that's... He won the Simone Award, so he went. He went to school locally. We're not but allowed to call him a local kid. Yeah, he played a Manhattan. Also, camp. it's also we call them the local. No, he's schools. from high school here, though, right? Yes. Yeah. It was, it was uh, Fort Osage. I got I got in trouble yesterday for saying that Lawrence was local. It's that is still local. It's you, you know it's only a twenty five minute drive, but you do might not as ha- well be on the other side of the planet. You, you, you do not have you to freak. be. <laughs> you don't have to be from a fifteen minute radius in any direction you know, of funny. Kansas City to be. Uh, local. That's, Kansas that's City's crazy. way worse about that. There's people in Chicago who claim they're from Chicago. They live like an yeah, hour and 15 they, minutes outside of town. Yeah, they live they're in, like, I'm in Chicago. You're like, you're an hour and 15 minutes away. Well, to me, the big thing on that always is... Local if, school, if, to me, we include K-State. We just do. K-State, well, K-U, MU. That's what we do. Well, also, just in, to your point about like the whole city thing, I, I'm not going to go to uh, Philadelphia and like, hey, where are you from? I'm not going to say I'm from Overland Park. I'm going to say I'm from Kansas City. If I lived in Lawrence, I'm not going to say I'm going to say I'm living in Kansas City. Yeah, you know Lawrence, like, I might say like if Lawrence, you're in New York City and someone's like, and you're wearing a Chiefs yeah. and a Chiefs shirt, and they say, "Oh, you're from Kansas City," you're like, "No, <laughs> Lawrence, Kansas." Let me describe no, Overland Park. It's roughly yeah. 31 miles. <laughs> You'd sound like an idiot if you said that. <laughs> Correct. This is not how. This how no everybody's like. Yeah, it's just crazy. Say any big city or any major metropolitan area you live in. You probably, if you're out of Look, town, if you're, you're from say Manhattan. That, I don't think you say Kansas City. I think there's a certain drive, but like yeah. he played locally, and yeah. from like a sports radio perspective, we consider those the local schools. Of course, of course. I think I would think most people understand that. Let's get to the trash of the day. Trash of the day. You're a homeowner. You're the only homeowner on the show, so I, I wonder if you even sure. have this. I actually had one already in my apartment for a couple of years. 
Uh, so some people have the Ring doorbells, of course, but you can also have like the Ring cameras or name whatever brand you like, the Nest cameras, whatever, right? Uh, now there's a new design out there. This was unveiled last week that Ring is working on a always home cam. And I'm watching a video. It's basically a mini drone hovering around your house that patrols, on your, every room? patrols your house while you're not there. And so it just kind of floats around, which is this... What's, why not just have, like, two stationary cameras in the house? Okay, first, I own zero ring cameras. Not even a doorbell, really? not, nothing. Really? I'm surprised you don't have the doorbell. There are no cameras in our house for those purposes at all, right? Cody they don't actually exist. prefers people to try and break into his house. We, we have a real well, remember, he didn't lock his doors for a while. We, we had a, that conversation. Leaves him open. He yeah. leaves him open. He left his doors well, unlocked. My wife made me cookies, stop doing And he leaves yeah, cookies out thing. for the burglars. This is, this is very good that your wife made you start <laughs> locking your doors. I think that's the very The thing good. I'll never understand still to this day is why lock your door when you're in the house? Like it's like it's at night. Like if you're at home at two in the afternoon, your front door doesn't need to be locked. You're home. But what you intentionally leave it unlocked? Yeah, I don't go out of, or I don't go out of my way to lock it. Do you put a sign out that says, "Hey, just in case you're wondering, my front door's unlocked." No. Hope you guys don't come in and rob the place while I'm there. I feel like robberies what mostly take place when you're do, not. There. What are you gonna do though? Nothing probably, but that's <laughs> not the door being locked is not gonna stop him. Dad either. of the year. My question with this drone thing is, if you have pets, like man, your pets my gonna dog be- would. Murder. Well, that it's thing. just it, either that or your your dog, a poor dog, his eyes are just going to be going back and forth the whole damn day, like following this drone that's hovering around what? your house. You're right. What wouldn't it just be easier? I guess maybe people don't want to like mount four cameras or something. Is this a big, somewhat like a rich person, uh, big house problem? Big house where thing? it's like, oh, I got to have one that moves around because I got eight rooms in my house. Is that is that what this Do you is? Have a camera? Yeah, you should get a camera for each patio that you have. <laughs> one level, each level. Yeah. And yeah. then you guys, it'll just be a constant live stream, like those ones of like birds hatching. You guys can at any point tune into any of the patios That's you'd the like. the next level of stream oh, for our show. Yeah, it's like we should you just have... have Big Brother, but Cody and Gold, like anytime you can just patch in to what's it's going on. See my deck. Anytime, yeah, I'm tired of looking at you guys. It's just like, here's an alternate stream. <laughs> you, it's still the sound of you guys debating sports, but the visuals is of all of Cody's porches. Which one's going to be your favorite, Nick? The front one with the stereo, well, I don't know yet, the back screen porch? Um, I can't wait to find out. The stone from, patio? From the 913. I'm in the security industry. Most home invasions, Cody, happen during the day and come through the front door. This is because you leave your front door unlocked. No, but that's probably when they're not home. Like, Mm. if I'm home, I don't think most home invasions occur, like, Saturday at noon. He said during the day. Yeah, but that's when people are at work. When I'm at work, my doors are locked. This is a professional, Cody. When I'm gone, the doors are locked. We grew up in a house. Our doors were never locked as kids. We didn't all have a house key. The doors were just unlocked. Now, okay, they also in. used to smoke on airplanes when you were a kid. <laughs> Should we go back to yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that with you. Like, when I was a kid. Bar, though, you could definitely smoke in a bar when I was I don't dispute that. Younger. I think in the 70s or 80s, people left their doors unlocked and stuff. It's just a different time. But you, you just now doing it in 2022. Look, I locked my doors now. Everyone's yeah. bullied me into it. Well, it's smart. It's good for your own sake, for your kid's safety, for your family's like, safety. Do you it's lock your apartment idea. door if you're just like home in the middle of the day? Yes. Oh, man, I just... It's not, it you know why, you know why I do it typically? There's no deep philosophical meaning other than it takes me half a second. <laughs> you close the door and you lock Here it. Here it is. Here's how long it takes me. Done. Door's locked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I... I just close it. Just turn around and lock your, it. Do you leave your garage doors open? No. Okay, just wondering. Some people do that. That's also not a very good idea. Do you that leave doesn't... your car unlocked all day? Is it no. locked in the parking lot right now? It's locked. You sure? Someone can't rob it so right now. So you take the time I, to lock on. your car, but I used not to, your front I door. used to also not lock my car, but I was guilted into doing that That's as well. probably smart as well. 
Uh, I now lock all things look, because society I wish, says I have to. Correct. Apparently, well, I mean, no one can be safe. We can't just trust our neighbors anymore. No, that's unfortunately not reality. You're right. I wish we could go back to the '70s and '80s, Cody, and everything could just be unlocked and no problem. Do you keep a shotgun, a loaded shotgun, by your bedside each night, like in case somebody does? No, I don't own a gun. You should change that. I should change that. Well, if you're not going to lock your door, you got to protect your family somehow. Got a double barrel, man. Twelve gauge. <laughs> not doing that. Jeez. You should do bird shot. It'll be fine. I don't even know what that means. There's two types of shotgun shells. You can use bird shot, which is like a, it scatters more, it spreads, so it just really suck to get shot by it. Whereas buckshot will put like a hole through them. Okay. So if I get a shotgun, I should go bird shot. Well, it depends. Depends one what sounds a little more painful than the yeah. other. Well, one of them, yeah, one, one more than painful. Once you're done. Lethal. Yeah, when you're done. By yeah. the way, someone has leaked the ballot for the first team All-Pro, the AP All-Pro. What a hilarious transition. By the way, Cody's the king of that, by the well, way. I'm moving on. Like, Gold will try to find, like, you know, a nice transition. No. Speaking of. I'm getting out Gold, of this. And Cody, Eject. Cody just always... It's just always straight get, to, by, by the way, way. Let's get to that on the other side, though, Cody. Okay. You're right. The AP ballot for, for all pro is out. We can get to that and see if the Chiefs had <laughs> multiple members on that. Four. We'll get to that next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour, and it's presented by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. We'll get back into some of your text a little bit later on in the show, 913-586-7610. Some good ones in there. Texan's right. You guys should try to be men. You know. Mm-hmm. Not be what afraid of everything in this world. Welcome danger if it comes near you. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that's why you're leaving your door unlocked? You yeah. want people to break in? I dare them to. Oh. I don't know if I would have said that. Yeah, that's probably not great, especially since you said, yeah, well, that's, just, yeah that's probably not a good thing for you. Hmm. Okay. Do you think it was smart of what Joe Mixon had to say, though, yesterday in the locker room for Cincinnati? He was talking about this playoff push, and obviously they're very confident in where they're at as a football team. And I stand on it. It's like we're the big dogs of the AFC, and everybody knows that. They're gunning for us, but and we know we're going to get everybody best shot. But at the end of the day, if we're not turning the ball over and taking care of the little things, um, we can't be beat. So we just got to go ahead, and we're going to take everybody best shot. But – they better be ready to take ours. I mean, whether it was the Bills, whether it's the Ravens, it could be bullet, bulletin board material for anybody. But 
I mean, the facts is the facts. And when it come down to it, when it come down to it, we know when we take the field, can't nobody touch us if we on our game. So we just got to go ahead, go out there and take care of business. It ain't no, no other way around it. So obviously very confident. And I, I really don't have an issue with the comment. I, look, they represented the AFC in the Super Bowl last year. They aren't the number one seed. That's true. That's Kansas City. But they're 3-0 and against the number one seed going back to last year. And they've beat Kansas City in their building during that 3-0 and stretch, including the AFC title game. Now, if you're Kansas City, you should view it as more and more motivation, even though I don't know if you need more because you're 0-3 against Joe Burrow and company. Maybe you'll get a crack at Cincinnati in the AFC title game, but since he's going to have to go through Buffalo first in order to get there. But I really don't have a problem with what Joe Mixon had to say. They, they, they are right now. If you're the Chiefs, they're, you're, they're your kryptonite. If Buffalo wants to take issue with the comment, I actually understand it more than Kansas City. How are you as a Chiefs fan going to push back and be like, no, you're not the big dogs. What's your, what's your argument right now? Because you've done it way more than them. I, you know what it is? I understand Chiefs fan stance on this. Normally, I would make the same argument as you. They've got the edge on you. They've beaten you multiple times. I can't even argue those sides of it. But the thing I would say is you don't get to claim your big dog ever. If you've done something once, you know, that's it. They got one playoff run and they're like, we're the big dogs. And you're like, I don't think so. I'm not hearing that argument when one of these to other Kansas teams. City, they, the Kansas, to Kansas City, they better be the big dogs, man. You know, look. They're, they're, three it's not one time. It's not twice. It's three times against Kansas City. And in the biggest game other than the Super Bowl. I understand. But we're talking, like, to me. It's a one, like, I get it, because they beat him three straight times, and two of those games are in the regular season, which I don't care about. So they beat in one, they beat you, like, I get, as a whole, I get the aggregate. But you're going to be big dogs because you won one important game in the playoffs? The Chiefs have hosted four straight AFC title games. They're the number one seed again. They've won 12 or more games in five consecutive years under Patrick Mahomes. They've getting ready to have a two-time MVP on their team, and you know what they have? A ring. A Super Bowl ring. Something Cincinnati doesn't. Ever in their whole ass history. Like, it's just right, like. Right, but if you're Cincinnati, I'm on the flip side. They don't care about what happened in the 70s correct. or the 80s. I understand. Well, it's it, not but even what, that, but I'm just saying, like, if you're Cincinnati, pre really Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you, you don't care what happened in 2019, 2020 season if you're this group of Cincinnati. Since they've had that group together in their mind, they're saying we're 3 and 0. Like, I just, the, the, way, the way I look at it is, it's, it is, it is a stretch. To start claiming we're the big dogs just because you won one game against the Chiefs. And honestly, it says something a little bit to me. I understand that these are their next two opponents. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they are unwilling to include Kansas City in his coming is like, you know, the Ravens could take offense or the Bills could take offense if they want to. Interesting that you're not mentioning the Chiefs in those comments. Yeah, I, I, think you're, I think you're reading too much into that line. Really? Why? Because if I'll go back and it's play. It's one it. more word uh, to say uh, or the Chiefs, you know, or it's three more words, but it's one yeah, more I'll team make, to include. that part. I think this is it. I mean, whether it was the Bills, whether it's the Ravens, it could be bullet, bulletin board material for anybody. But So bulletin board material for anybody, but also they're playing the Ravens this week and they might play Buffalo next week. I mean, I, I think that's what he meant by that. I, I, don't, I don't think it was like... He, he didn't mention the Chiefs because they're not in a potential opponent for three more weeks. Look, and they got more juice against the Bills right now because of the way all this seeding stuff worked out and the fact that they were in a game and they didn't even get to finish it. The things that occur there, right? I do understand that. I just, I don't think it's unfair of Chiefs players or fans to say, okay, that's cute. Well, I hope the players are. Oh, are, that's cute. I, I hope sure, fine. You can think that it. about yourself, but that's not a fair assessment of how this world currently is. Because what's funny is like the NFC, I don't know if anybody can claim it in the NFC. There's not a single team in the NFC be like, 
it's us. You'd be like, who? Well, yeah, Philadelphia is not three and zero against anybody. <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia hasn't won anything either lately. You know, like they've won a Super Bowl actually semi recently, but not with this group of players. And last year's Super Bowl, you know, the team who won it last year is not even in the playoffs. Right. So the NFC is like, hi, we're all just here. We're going to find out who the the big dogs are. Right. If we're going to use their terminology, but in the AFC, to me, there is a clear hierarchy, and I still think the Chiefs are at the top of it. Cincinnati's got the bragging rights. There's no doubt in their mind. They've won those That's games. That's why I don't have an issue with the comment. To me, like they have sure. every bit of bragging right now. They better back it up now because very quickly in a week and a half, they could be eliminated by Buffalo if that's actually how this plays out uh, the way we think. Or we could be talking about the Chiefs playing Cincinnati in an AFC title game uh, again. Uh, so to me, I don't have any issue with the, the trash talk also because we know that you know, the Chiefs tried to do a little bit of that, at least Justin Reed did in the regular season matchup going into it. And you're saying, well, they can, they can do it because they've, they've won a Super Bowl recently. I, I understand that, but what would it take when you look at this postseason playing out? Like if Cincinnati got to an AFC title game again and, it, and the Chiefs were already eliminated, is it fair? Even if, they, even, even if they lost to Jacksonville in the AFC title game, is Cincinnati or is ja- Jacksonville would then I be in the I think it kind of depends on the way it plays itself out. Because Jacksonville goes to the Super Bowl, how are you going to claim you're the big dogs? The other team just beat you, and you don't have right, the consistent success. So do you think then the Chiefs would still be the big dog? Or nobody would be. And as Nick loves us, keep saying big dog. He loves when we do this. <laughs> just, um, just like but, uh, how many times? Question, is nobody that thin? I mean, legitimately. In that case, then it might be more open. Okay. But I still think the Chiefs have the decided advantage in what they've been able to do. But, you know, it's hard because you're predicting something I don't think is going to happen with the Chiefs, which is fair. Yeah. I don't think they're going to have an early exit necessarily, and that's the case, which makes it difficult. But that's it. By the way, you had mentioned, so we at least should tell people, the Associated yeah. Press, all the all-pro team is out. The Chiefs have four members of the first team. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, and Nick. Who do you think the fourth one is? Who do you think the AP all-pro fourth player is? Tom? Tommy Townsend. Tommy. Again, welcome on this show anytime. Friend of the show. He's been on the show twice. We're not allowed to have the other punter. On, according to Nick, our producer will not book the other punter. Unfortunately for Creed Humphrey, he is once again second team wow. behind Jason Kelsey. Yeah, it's going to take a Kelsey, uh, Jason Kelsey retirement probably. Look, to, Jason to Kelsey's also played great. I'm not trying to say like Jason Kelsey no, only got yeah. it on the back of he's the uh, he's the guy who was already in the place. It's a combination. I think uh, he is one of the two best centers in the NFL. And he was already the guy who's been winning the award, so congrats. So I think Jason Kelsey also qualifies as friend of the show. We've had him on, been on twice. The, show twice, the two yeah. times the Chiefs made the Super Bowl. He's and been they on. weren't in it. And they weren't in it. Yes, yes. So I guess the real question is, if it's Eagles he Chiefs, I don't think Jason Kelsey's coming on this show. Not if the Eagles are in it as well. No. But if his brother's in it and he's not, I bet you we get Jason back on the show. Make it three times? You promote his podcast, which is fantastic. It's excellent. But four teams, those are the four players you would expect okay. to be on the Good All for, Pro. Hey, well, here you go. Remember, Chris Jones was Chris, second team on that that player That's All what, Pro? Or no, no he was, no, no, no. No, he he was, was first, first team. Same in Aaron Donald. But now yeah. there's no like dilemma of split vote or anything. So for the first time, Chris Jones is first team All Pro on the AP, and then he was also All Pro on the NFL PAs, which the, the AP survey. one is the one everybody puts more stock into, understandably so. I think the the, the peer voted one is interesting, and, and I like that one a lot too, but... Good for Chris Jones. Finally, first team all pro. Well-deserved and great timing. Contract year. 15 and a half sacks. First team. He really is going to get four for 120, isn't he? I mean, someone would pay him that. Yeah. Oh, he'll get it from somebody. The question is, are the Chiefs willing to go to four for 120? Someone says Nick Bold not being all pro is not cool. I think I think for him, he, so tough, franchise man. record. Roquan Smith's season really he, hurt him. Yeah, franchise record in, in, in tackles. I think probably some of the coverage stuff is used against him. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, hopefully that's an area he can improve. But he had a, I mean, Nick Bolton's had a great, great season. But it's all, as you said, there's to, to be the all pro, I mean, you're, you're talking about the best at that particular position, period. Now, I, I made the comment in October. I think Nick Bolton's on a path to being one of those elite guys at that position. I absolutely think that's true. You know who else made an all pro? Sauce Gardner in he's his rookie, rookie yeah, season, awesome. first awesome. team all pro. He's awesome. He's the real deal. Man, it's like this. If you. It's like anytime you get one of those top five picks, man, when you hit it like that, like you get the first team all pro player like that, it's it's nuts. That's a that's an incredible rate or the reason why I would say that the Jets have a chance to be very good going forward. They just got to get a quarterback. You guys think that Sauce Gardner is awesome? Okay. Yes, I do. Actually, I think he is. Do you think that that's what you should go with? Sauce He already a- has the nickname Sauce. He doesn't have to be Sauce Nobody has to do that in addition. I was expecting you to say that, Cody. I, you know, I, don't, I was expecting you to come up with something like that. No, he's the corny one. We've established as you no, know. No, because his name is Sauce, but he played awesome, so you could say he played Sauceum. It's like a Chili's commercial. A Chili's commercial. That's what it sounds like, like a chain restaurant commercial. When you start saying something Sauceum, like, check out our new bourbon steak with our Sauceum in-house. That's what it sounds like. So he should not go with that. That's my take. Hmm. I mean... Sauce Gardner did have a chain with sauce in it. So, I mean, yeah. He's, I, so. mean, I mean, he on draft day or when he, whatever, he had a chain that has a bottle of sauce. So he's all in on it. He's, he's got plenty he's of endorsement opportunities it. going forward. That's for uh, sure. He's in New York. He's all pro. He's one of the best, if not the best corner in football already. Yeah. Great pick for the Jets. They just don't have a quarterback, you know? They're going to get Derek Carr. I think it's a real option. Yeah. I think it's a real option. Why? I mean, I mean, you can, but like taking a rookie quarterback and putting it with that ready to win now roster feels risky because Quinton Williams was also a first team yeah. all pro. The Jets, a team that missed the playoffs, had two first team all pros who were in their well, rookie contract. And guess what? Their quarterback situation is in flux and their OC just left. So that tells you what the problem is. They fired their OC. Yeah, they told left. Yeah, they they let him explore other options is how I think they phrased it or something like that. It was it was very nicely phrased. Just to be clear, if we ever on this show we <laughs> said we let Nick Schwartz explore his other options, he's fired. He didn't just like we wow. just like do him a favor. Wow, you hear that? That's clearly firing words. You don't have the power to fire me. I didn't want trying to fire you. I just said if it gets released that way, you were fired. You didn't. Ex- we didn't let you explore your other options. Stop saying go. we. You don't have hiring <laughs> or firing power. Okay, spec. That make you feel better? And stop speaking on behalf of your boss, of your superior. I, I don't know how much pull you think you have around here. None. Probably should re-examine that. You don't think I can have any say in like, your firing? No. Wow. Like five percent? No, dude. You have no say. None of us would have any say in each other's job status you could go and complain to spec he's not gonna fire me because you say something about me yeah i mean i think i don't know why we're having this conversation gold was really thinking about it he was giving a right give a reasonable stance yeah. and i'm ready for it no i'm just saying like if we're being honest if two people that work with another employee both had major problems and reasonable reasons for that it would not be good for that third person is what i would say i would agree with that but I didn't know that you were all of a sudden. No, we're, now we're, he's we're, we're, we're playing this You're out. You're firing me too now. <laughs> we're this out. Huh? You got something you want to say? We're, we're playing this out. We're, we're you just, know, he's just saying hypothetically, if Alex and I went into Specs' office and said we have major problems with you, mm. 
That could be bad for you. Hypothet- That's all that purely, was- purely <laughs> hypothetical, right, guys? Yeah. That's all he was saying. Yeah. Hey, a text line brings up a great point from the 816. He's not just sawsome. He's sauce him. him. Oh. oh. Tie it all together. Well done. Well done. Someone says he's already got a wing deal with B-dubs. I guess someone says his sauce there is really good. Haven't had it. Haven't had the, the special branded. Oh, you got to have it. You, you, <laughs> you've had it? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, yeah. What flavor? It's just the sauce. No, flavor. what flavor, Nick? It's just the sauce. Flavor. No, but like, what? What's the taste? Oh, tangy, kind spicy, of tangy, sweet. It is a it is honey. an explosion of flavors in your mouth, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like I mean, it would be easier for me to name the flavors that it's not because that's how, how many about, flavors. It, I'm has. guessing what you meant to say, uh, Nick, is that it's it's smoky, it's sweet, and it's spicy. That's exactly that's yeah. what I just said. By the way, that's all the flavors. What I you just, just said. said. Name three flavors. Name three like flavors that are in a sauce component. That would have probably been the three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's called sauce sauce. Sauce sauce is what his is called. Sauce sauce. And it is sauce. Smoky, sweet, spicy. When you eat it, you become you become him. Not him <laughs> as in sauce gardener. Him as in like him. You become. Someone okay. says he has a deal with Fesco's producer. Yeah, B-dubs. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate for B-dub. who had been going by that moniker for a long time. And then Buffalo Wild Wings was like, we don't want to be Buffalo Wild Wings anymore. We want to be B dubs. Well, I don't think they. Just everybody calls it B. Like, everybody just calls it B dubs. No, no, it's officially B dubs now. <laughs> I feel like they've kind of adopted it, right? No, it still says Buffalo Wild Wings on the store. I know, no, but they've adopted B-dubs. the nickname. No, the commercials it says B dubs. Right, but it says B dubs. The company is still called. Oh, I gotcha. But it says B dub dub on the commercial. Kind of like KFC used to be Kentucky Fried Chicken, then they just went to KFC. Now they're back to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Do you think that was a smart move, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I just think the rebranding. You're supposed to rebrand every seven years. Low marketing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not kidding. You ever notice how NBA teams usually or NFL teams kind of tweak their logo or their uniforms every single Yeah, the years? Chiefs have done that over the last few years. Well, the Chiefs years. are classic. Yeah. Like the Chiefs, <laughs> they're, the they're Bears, they don't really do it. really done a lot of it. But a lot of like NBA teams especially will usually change up their logo and their color combination every seven years. Have, you, have you considered a rebranding? Or to what? I don't know. I'm just asking if you've considered a personal rebrand. Yeah, I mean, I change up my, hair, my hairstyle from time to time. I change up my fashion sense. Uh, things like that. You had that rabbit hat. I guess that's yeah, a that's good point. Yeah, that's the new fashion sense he's on to. Yeah, now. I did a rebrand. I did Animal a European, on the top I did of a European <laughs> rebrand. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm going to wear a lot of pelts and furs in this <laughs> new iteration. We're kind of, you know, like a carry-all, mm-hmm. like a man purse situation. Yeah, for sure. Okay. That's good. I like changing up a little bit. I don't remember how this conversation started, so. No, let's, let's, let's take our attention, though, to the coaching carousel because – uh, Eric Bieniemy reportedly had his first interview. We were just saying yesterday how he hadn't had any interviews yet. Woody, the Colts announced themselves last night. They tweeted out that they finished up an interview with Eric Bieniemy. That's the first known interview that he's had or is scheduled to have at this point in time. We know former chief executive uh, Chris Ballard is the general manager there in Indianapolis, so there already is a little bit of connection between the two there. They, they've already, I think this is the third interview the Colts have done in general. It also makes the Already. 16th team Eric Bieniemy his yeah. interview to be a head coach Half with the since he started. I mean, that's nuts. I think, well, one, he should take the Colts job at the opportunity. <laughs> Let's just start there. Well, yeah. That's I mean, it, so obvious. They're going to have a top five pick in the NFL draft. They should obviously go after a quarterback. Eric Bieniemy was here in Kansas City in the rookie Patrick Mahomes era, so you could have some faith or belief that he would understand how to handle a very young quarterback and bring him into your system. And beyond that, they do have talent on their roster. They're not totally lost. 
but it's just, I was legitimately worried he was not going to get a single interview for head coach anywhere the way that it was going. And it took Chris Ballard, a guy he had previously worked with, in order to get it done. I don't know if he's going to get another one or if it's just going to be the Colts interview. But it was between that and the Gerard Mayo conversations that were happening yesterday where reportedly the Patriots are attempting to keep him long-term. As a reminder, the rest of the NFL typically works this way. If you're a coordinator, you're on a one- or two-year deal. That's pretty much it. And you kind of alternate between the two. You get a one-year deal, then you get a two-year deal, and that's pretty much about the amount of time they extend, including Eric Bieniemy's entire time in Kansas City. If they could lock up Eric Bieniemy for five years as odds of coordinator and they're just going to be done, he's going to be done looking for a little bit, do you take it? Would you do that if you were Kansas City? Gerard Mayo is no a much need. younger no need. Coordinator. I mean, like, there's he no could need. leave. There there's, are like five I, offensive coordinator I, I, jobs. I understand, but like, there's no need. Like, he could still like, if he wanted to leave, even if he had a five year deal, he would still they, they still wouldn't prevent him from leaving. Like, I, Gerard Mayo is in is in his late thirties. It's a much different situation. So you just don't. But like, why not though? If because you don't think it's going to get stale with Bienemy, I don't. If you could just tell me Bienemy is going to be their offensive coordinator I mean, going forward, why would I have a problem I mean, with it? If we're going to talk about the stale part, I mean, that actually has been part of the conversation is if they need fresh eyes on the offense here in Kansas City. That actually has been. I mean, that conversation was, should have died this season, right? I, I, I mean, agree, they went out for was, MVP level play. I understand, but that was like just in the offseason. That was a real conversation people were having. It was, but I'm um, just saying I, now we have more evidence. I'm just, I, there's no reason to sign it. Like the Chiefs don't need to sign any offensive coordinator or any coordinator to a five-year deal. You just don't need like that's not it's not needed whatsoever. Not at all. I don't care whether Eric Bieniemy, Matt Nagy, whoever. It, it it doesn't matter. There's no need to sign the coordinator to a five-year deal. That just really doesn't happen. I know the, the Mayo thing. Do you think thing, the Patriots are doing like a coach in waiting situation? Potentially, also Mayo. That never happens. I in think the NFL. Mayo is is younger. And there are other teams that are having interest. And so he, they're trying, they believe he's a valuable asset to their organization. They don't want to lose him. They think he's an up and coming, you know, coach in this league. And there's a difference. I mean, he's what, 25 years younger than Eric Bieniemy or something. I just don't think yeah. they're apples to apples. As far as like the, on the Eric Colts and Eric Bieniemy uh, interview, a lot of people, of course, uh, on the text line say, hey, they're just doing it to fill, you know, the check the box, if you will. The, but so he all, hasn't been the box checking interview but also, this year. I will say, the other two Colts interviews, at least one of them, I believe, is also a minority. The Broncos, so, uh, DC. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his name, I can't, uh, I can't. His name's escaping me. But yes, I know ex- he's he's a minority as well. So it it wasn't just hey, we got we're going to interview Eric Bieniemy because we're just trying to fulfill the Rooney rule. It is just shocking though. It's been five years now, and Eric Bieniemy has not gotten an offer yet. Did she really stretch. just? And I kind of wonder if like the perfect guy to to finally. Give him a shot would be him, her say. Is it, is it, uh, we have to check. We should check, though. We should check, though, as we were talking about, like, the minority candidates. The NFL did change the rule, uh, because I was looking it up again. Every team has to interview two external minority candidates. So So I guess technically. He might have been the second one. So if that's the case, then there's a chance, I guess, it would be fulfilling that. The problem he has is in many of the other openings, Houston, Denver, he has already interviewed for those jobs. Because, again, bad teams, turns out. They don't have a, they need a coach again in three to five or in the Broncos case, one year. They can't seemingly make it a couple of years without needing a new head coach. And if you didn't hire him the first time, it's hard to be like, that wasn't the guy we thought it was the last time. But now, you know what? We got it wrong. Let's go back through and do that because you know what professional sports teams very rarely do gold admit they're wrong. Brandon Staley today, after we found out Mike Williams, by the way, not just out this week. 
it, the only chance of him returning would likely be if they got to the Super Bowl this season. Even he said, I have no regrets about how I how I played in that game. <laughs> You're like, no, you should have regrets. Honestly, admitting you were wrong or humi- those aren't bad things, but NFL organizations do not admit they made a mistake. Hiring Eric Bieniemy after interviewing him again, even though you didn't interview him the last time, would be admitting a mistake. So every team who's already interviewed him, I assume he has 0% chance of ever getting that job. Indianapolis actually gives him an opportunity. It gives him a chance to do it. And honestly, that's one of the more appealing openings this season, is it not? They've been generally a pretty functional organization, and they're going to have a top pick in the draft, which is likely going to end up being a quarterback. Yeah, and their owner's willing to spend money too. You know, their own. I mean, their owner. Yeah. You can, and they have a GM that people mostly like. I mean, you can we can pick on Ballard a little bit because I think he yeah. keeps going too hard on the "it's not my fault we don't have a quarterback" conversation. But the rest of the roster he built is pretty good. So we'll see as the uh, the coaching carousel continues. The Broncos. Uh, I I think it was somebody on with CDI yesterday that said they think Harbaugh to the Broncos is still their most realistic option that that Harbaugh would end up with the Denver Broncos. They could do Sean worse than Payton, that. Because the Sean Payton thing is tough, as you you and I were talking about yesterday. The you Broncos have a first-round pick. It's the Dolphins' first-round pick, which is technically the Niners' first-round pick, uh, if that makes sense. So which it's, means it's a bad first-round pick it's gonna because be, the Niners are already in the playoffs yep, in the number two seed. It might be pick 28 yeah. or pick 30, whatever. Uh, and are you going to give that up for Sean Payton? That's the decision the Broncos have to have, I think. Sean Payne's not going to go with the Broncos. I just think they're interviewing as many candidates as possible. What's so funny? You're Nothing. smiling. What is <laughs> it? So um, behind the curtain, Nick was trying to give me say something I couldn't get it because well, he, was, uh, he did the same thing guys, to me. Guys, don't stop doing this. He's yeah. trying to Both encourage you guys. me. To not say not, not gold. It. Actually, this is all. This is I all couldn't hold it together. Just hold it together or keep it to yourself. Stop. We don't need to let everybody know how the sausage is made. It was just this one time. You just said something in my ear, and people can so, see me okay. on the video. Then either don't and say you know anything. That I'm laugh. Say you know it. that I can't hold it together. You know that I'm Be not good for that. Be a professional, man. I'm not, but I'm not. <laughs> I lose it more than anyone else on this show. And once it's gone, I can't get it back. It's just like, I just. Well, we need to work on that. Or I'll be talking to Speck. <laughs> oh, so now you and Gold and are going be, to Your ass will be out on the street. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's not tell him. Let's hope he's not listening right now. Let's all go in different meetings. Me and Gold about you. Me and you about Gold. <laughs> And then Golden you about So me. we're pranking our boss. Yes. That's, By uh, asking to him to fire the well, other one. That sounds like a terrible idea. So we've all, we all give him ultimatums. <laughs> Get rid of him or we're out. What do you think? Think it'll work? All three of us get fired? That's the end game of this, I guess. Yeah, it'd be great, a great bit. We'll get the last laugh. All unemployed. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll get to what's trending and something that I think is pretty hard to have faith in at this point. We'll tell you what that is next. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.